Hello, you are listening to Lyrical Audio Candy Tour. This is where we explore books, poetry, and quotes that please every taste. So, come on, let's go. Literary treats await. Good morning, everyone. This morning completely uh, just is a completely different morning than I intended. Um, I'm home. I'm not at the gym. It's 9.16 a.m. on 2-14-2024. My cat's scratching at my door. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, it's a morning of being discombobulated. My morning started out really well. Uh, my alarm went off. It didn't hit the snooze. I got up, made my bed. There she goes again, scratching. Okay, make a decision. Come in. Oh... This is her classic where she wants to be fed, or do you want to come in? Come in. Okay. So everything was fine. Made my bed. Did my normal routine. My million-dollar morning. Blew myself a kiss in the mirror. Let's rock this day kind of thing. And uh, then I did the dishes. That was my 10-minute cleaning thing. Went downstairs put my candles away because I knew the window people were coming and I didn't want any dust going on my candles. And as I go upstairs, I feel these horrendous, horrendous cramps. So I am home. Like this is like ER pain cramps. So happy Valentine's Day to me. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, had to skip my dance class, which was at 8.35. Love that class. I'm so sad I didn't get to go, but you do have to listen to your body, and uh, bouncing around at this point would, would not be a good thing. So I'm home, and I decided to create a Pinterest board called Valentine's Day 2024. So if you want a visual treat of this episode, go check it out. It's probably one of the biggest boards I've made because... I have a lot of ideas. This could actually be probably divided into three, four different podcast episodes because it's all about, um, well, bottom line, there's lots of aesthetics on love, flowers, then there's lists of different romance movies that you could watch, different romance movie challenges. There's romance book challenges. There's uh, things about types of intimacy, which we will actually touch on a little bit today. Um, How you can create vulnerability in your relationship, because without vulnerability, you have nothing. Um, If your relationship is based on just the physical, it's going to fizzle out pretty damn quick. So, um, what else? I have pictures of my favorite movies, my favorite love movies, because it is Valentine's Day. I've got uh, Dirty Dancing, Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner. (laughs) I've got Titanic, you know, the two different classes. The cool thing was that the two different classes, even though they're from two different classes, um, different parts of society, they come together and they form a love, a bond. Um, I've got Urban Cowboy. I mean, it's 
maybe a well-known movie in some circles, but I, I think t- like right now today, I don't think too many people have heard of Urban Cowboy. It's one of my favorites. Um, Country Strong, great love story in that one. Uh, Jane Austen Book Club. The Piano is great. Uh, notebook, obviously. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. So there's some self-care ideas for Valentine's Day. Say you're not in a partnership or you're just really wanting to have some self-care. Maybe your partner isn't, you know, really cohesive with you right now. So I got something for everybody on here. Uh, I have this really endearing photo of this old man with a cute little cap on and he's kind of hunched over and he's looking at all the different Valentine's Day cards. Such an adorable image. You know, you could handwrite a letter, but sometimes something else that somebody else wrote can just convey your feelings so much better. And that's why they have these cards. That's why in my company, um, we try to write the things that maybe you yourself were getting into gifting candles and um, we try to write things that maybe you couldn't necessarily put into words and we do it for you. So ah, lots to look at. There's also meanings of rose colors. That's kind of unique. I got a Lego. Um, there's a Lego rose set, believe it or not. Crazy. That is crazy. That would actually be a really cute gift for maybe like a young love, like somebody's like 13 or 14 <laughs> to give it to their girlfriend. Maybe she's kind of crafty. That's just so cute. Young love. Anyway, the episode is going to be a modge podge of whatever I decide. We're going to be flying by the seat of our pants today. Are you ready? Hang tight. Okay. So when I think of Val, okay, what do you think of when you think of Valentine's Day? I immediately think about roses. I think about handwritten letters. I think about romantic candlelit dinners. I think about um, sex. <laughs> I think about all those kinds of things. Um, what do you think about? I wanted to look up the history of Valentine's Day cards. So I did, and I found this information. So um, I don't know who Esther Howland of Worcester, Massachusetts, whatever the fuck, published the first American Valentine in 1849. This, This next thing is so exciting. Hallmark first offered Valentine's Day cards in 1913 and began producing them in 1916. Think about that. Hallmark. Think about how long they've been around. People always wanting to put sentiment to to everything and having somebody else do it for you because you don't always have the words. Brilliant. So, um, what am I doing this Valentine's Day? I'm going to be hanging out with my husband and my kids, and we're just going to get a meal. Uh, we're not really doing anything fancy. I think, what was it, last year, maybe the year before that? It was two years ago, yeah. I made a red velvet cake, 
and I forgot to put the eggs in it. <laughs> and it was kind of crunchy. Um, it wasn't fluffy like it normally should be. So every Valentine's Day is different. I remember one year I was single and I went out to a florist place and I bought myself a single lilac colored rose. It was a lilac lavender colored rose and it was so beautiful and it smelled so good and it was something that I wanted. And I was purposely single at that time. I literally purposely said no more men. Just just I'm going to be who I am for the next year. And shortly thereafter, I met my husband. So that kind of ended prematurely. But why did I link up with my husband? Well, this leads me to um, thinking about why people get with other people. Is it is it love at first sight? Is it lust? What makes a relationship go on and on and on? And there's just certain people that you feel like you can just drop your guard down with, that you can say anything and they're very accepting of it. Um, vulnerability, I believe, is the core to every good relationship. I don't have books to tell me this. I just know it. I just know it. So if you can be completely vulnerable with somebody, if you can wake up, no makeup, smelling like who knows what, and still want to be with that other person and they want to be with you, hell, you got everything. So, <laughs> um, and so this kind of leads me into maybe a next segment about vulnerability and intimacy. Really, intimacy is vulnerability, in my opinion. So we'll go through this in detail, but you've got different types of intimacy. You've got emotional, sexual, experiential, and intellectual. So let's go into, well, there's more types of intimacy because I see another little thing here. Experiential. Saying that right? Weird. Experiential, emotional, physical, intellectual, and spiritual. So, depending on which schematic you pull up, it's either four or five. Uh, I'm going to believe that there's five. So, let's talk about that in the next segment. I think it's easy to have things start, I think it's hard to keep things going. And Forming that connection in the beginning might be easy, but maintaining that connection is difficult. And I think people expect it to be easy. They don't want to put the work in because it takes a lot of energy. It really does. Okay, so types of intimacy. Let's pull this up. You can find this on Touch Therapist Dancer on Pinterest. It's also got soul underscore flow vibe on it. Okay, types of intimacy. So emotional. This is all the things that are under the heading of emotional. Communication, vulnerability, connection, flirting, laughing, empathy, dreaming together. So notice how none of this has anything to do with what somebody looks like. This is like the core of somebody's feelings. 
Okay, just having a conversation with somebody can be emotional. Letting your feelings out is a vulnerability. So let's explore emotional intimacy a little bit further. And uh, I found something that's called emotional foreplay, which <laughs> this is maybe not not necessarily um, exactly what I wanted to talk about, but you know, it's Valentine's Day, so. So emotional foreplay. You can find this on Cosmo on Pinterest. So in a relationship, sharing those inside jokes is actually like emotional foreplay. Flirting, make each, making each other laugh. If you can laugh with somebody, you have everything. Um, talking about what's going well, what's not going well in your life. Emotional foreplay, compliments, praise, suggestive texts in the middle of the day. <laughs> Deep conversations about hopes and dreams and goals and desires. Sharing triggers and fears and heartbreaks. Maybe past relationships that where things didn't go well. I don't know how that could be foreplay, but whatever. Being open and honest when your feelings have been hurt and spending intentional time one-on-one -on -one regularly. Regularly. Um, I hope this isn't boring for you. I'm just reading things off. I should use real-life examples. Um, I always consider grocery shopping as emotional foreplay that's that's what i if i could pick one thing i would say i would say uh grocery shopping is my favorite because there's lots of opportunities for connection physical and emotional so you know you're walking through the aisles you might be putting your hand on theirs you're pushing the cart together you're picking out dinners you might be talking about a little chatter about the day and what's going on. Um, to me, grocery shopping is the best. I don't know why. Just, <laughs> I, just like it. I just like it. Um, lots of opportunities to flirt as well. Uh, people watching. You're sharing an experience and you're not spending really any money except for on food. One sec. And I know it's the next segment. I had to stop there for a second because something was going on in the background. But um, anyway, getting back to emotional intimacy. So it's not only like grocery, sto grocery shopping or whatever. Um, just literally taking the time to maybe grill food, sit on sit on your chairs outside, enjoy the weather, talk about whatever you want to talk about. And this is, so if anyone knows anything about me, I, I tend to be this person that um, is constantly on a sober curious journey. So when I think of grilling, I think of beer and I think of sitting down with my husband and having actually great emotional connection. When we drink, 
we have a lot of emotional connection. So if I remove beer out of the equation, how do I maintain that emotional connection? That's what I'm thinking. And I think a lot of you out there who are struggling with this probably have certain things in your life that you feel like, well, that drink aids me into doing this. And what if I get rid of that? Then what? So I think sometimes becoming inebriated a little bit or having that little bit of a buzz, that euphoric feeling kind of makes you... um, It pushes you into this relaxed state and almost sometimes a little bit more of a divulgent state and where if you were completely sober, maybe you wouldn't feel the ability or have the ability to divulge as much and to share as much as you once did. So how to bring yourself from that completely sober mindset, bring it into and having the ability to be emotionally vulnerable or even wanting to be. How do you do that? Do you notice how you ever go to a party and you're sitting around a campfire and, and you guys are shooting the shit and people are telling jokes and stories and laughing and all that sort of thing? Do you notice how it's always happening when people are inebriated because um, I've always felt like alcohol is the truth serum. I've always felt that way. It's that little bit of liquid courage where you feel like you can just connect with these people. But do you never notice like the next day when you wake up and say you were at that party, that camping party or campsite or whatever, You wake up, you feel like shit, (laughs) and you notice how you can never get that real connective feeling back with those people sober. Do you notice that? Why is that? Why? Why is that? I've always noticed that, and it's it's, um, something that basically I would like to be able to have those vulnerable connections and that those good feelings without anything so that you wake up the next day and you actually feel still connected to that person because it wasn't a fake connection it was a real one it was a real one so it wasn't drug-induced it was actually real anyway um so my challenge for the summer (laughs) is uh, to sit and grill with my husband and still feel that ability to be able to let myself um, connect in that way as I am. That's the challenge. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so let's move on to physical. Okay. Physical. This is the list. Kissing, cuddling, holding hands, nurturing touch, lick, nibble, rub, caress, sexual activities. Okay. So I just want to think about one little subject. All of the people in this life right now 
who are not partnered with somebody and they lack that physical aspect. I'm sure there are many people who lack that physical aspect. So that's one group. And then you have another group where they are partnered, yet they lack that physical aspect. So you have the two groups of people that lack that physical intimacy. I almost think what's worse, being partnered in lack of physical or being alone in lack of the physical. I think being partnered and lacking physical is worse because it's there. It's like it's within grasp and yet it's not happening and it causes a lot of resentment. So how do you nurture that? I think I think relationships it takes two people and so you see your partner pulling away. It's easy to retract yourself and say, well, if they're not doing it, I'm not going to do it either. And I fall into that trap. But um, I think you always have to have somebody driving it, and you may as well be the one that drives it. So my advice would be to make those efforts, you know, even if it's just a a small rub on the back or, um, you know, a hug or or whatever it is, even if it's not sexual, something, sitting next to somebody, trying to be on the couch and lay next to somebody and try to just be in close proximity with somebody is a step in the right direction. Um, but I am also a big, a big believer. If I could fucking talk today, that'd be really fucking amazing. Um, I'm a huge believer that physical intimacy, I believe if you have a lack of physical intimacy, that it's because the other types of intimacies are low, meaning I don't believe. In the grand scheme of things, I think a lot of women need emotional intimacy, and if they don't have it, they most likely will not um, engage in the physical. So if a woman doesn't feel supported emotionally or they feel like pissed off that their husband just doesn't listen to them and isn't there for them for their feelings they're not going to be uh lining up to do that other stuff they're just not i mean maybe some women are but i think in general i think in general if if men are complaining that, oh, she doesn't do this, you know what? Step up and try to support her emotionally, and I think you'll notice a huge jump in the physical. That's my opinion. I haven't read it anywhere, but that's my opinion. So there you go. Um, I think that's all I have to say about that one. I don't want this podcast to get too boring. (laughs) And it is Lyrical Audio Candy Tour, so we're going to take a little break from all the types of intimacy and read a few quotes. I think I'll just group them together. 
All right, here's one by Autumn. The most beautiful part is I wasn't even looking when I found you. I love the thought of serendipity when you're just yourself and all of a sudden that person just becomes your world and you didn't even plan. Like so many people join dating apps to find the perfect person. (sighs) Sometimes when you take a break from all of that, magic happens. All right, next one. This is by Mark Anthony. Sometimes you find home in somebody's smile. How you can be around that, um, this is not his stuff, but how you can be around that person and your whole body just relaxes and you just feel at peace. That's the best feeling. All right, and the last one, Nicholas Sparks, A Walk to Remember, that I read this book. Okay, love is like the wind. You can't see it, but you can feel it. You can, this isn't part of his, but you can literally feel it in your entire body can't necessarily pinpoint why or how, but you just know. Okay, so the next one type of intimacy is intellectual. So picture yourself, you're grilling, you're hanging out, you're chilling, you're having deep conversations, thought-provoking conversations. There's that mental stimulation. You might decide to go to some place that really gets your mind going. So it could be a movie. It could be a museum. Um, You could be sharing your different thoughts about, you know, introspective thoughts, what you think about when you're alone. You could be thinking about... Uh, You could be talking about your creativity efforts, like what do you do when you're by yourself? Do you do a hobby? Um, You could share each other, share with each other the hobbies that you do, maybe teach each other something intellectual like, um, you know, woodworking or um, painting, writing, and you're sharing curiosity, anything on that higher level of life, really. I mean, um, if if conversations only are relegated to the weather, oh my God, fuck my life. Like, seriously, I can't stand it when people talk about the weather. I just cannot stand it. I'm one of those people that go deeper, go home, man. Just go deeper, go home. <laughs> I, I, that's why I, that's one of the reasons why I do not like parties is because everyone is so superficial. Oh, the weather. <sighs> yeah, whatever. I could say a few things. <laughs> so my tribe of people or my my kind of people or like minded people for me would be anyone who's um, intellectual, a little bit. Um, they're just always thinking. And if you're not like that, I just, I can't hang. I can't hang with you. So anyway, let's move on to experiential. It's my belief that life is 
all about experiencing things. Sometimes the amount of money that you have may limit that, like with traveling and such, but then you just got to work with what you have. And that's where Google comes into play and you can Google exploring Minnesota or whatever it may be. So experiential, you do this together, exploring, you might take up hiking, you might go to different parks, you might choose different adventures, whatever they may be. Uh, Different experiences, take different classes together, could be a cooking class, it could be whatever class you want to take, different challenges, maybe do a 5k together. Um, do something that's out of your comfort zone. And when you experience that together, that builds your experiential form of intimacy. Um, Trying to think of different things that we did this summer. So we went to Minnehaha Park. And what did we do there? We saw the gardens. Um, We played disc golf. And a lot of this was inspired by my youngest son because he is a very adventurous kid so he brought us there we played disc golf I learned that I love disc golf and I totally would do this with my husband just as like uh hey let's go do this um you're out in the nature you're experiencing something that's kind of new and active um then we went to let's see what did we do we went to um a restaurant afterward and then came home So um, there's so many things that I want to try. I do want to try hiking. I do want to try, well, just various things. (laughs) I haven't really, I need to look a little bit more information about like what's going on in the summer for Minnesota. So anyway, let's move on to the last one. And I'm not so sure about this one. Okay, this last one, I'm just going to read it off to you because I just, you know, I would consider myself a spiritual person. This is spiritual intimacy. And maybe this is a little bit more applied to people who maybe go to church or are into different things. Though meditation is listed and maybe that could be something. I'm going to put something in here that might apply. Yoga. Um taking a yoga class together is something that probably could definitely deepen your spiritual connection, maybe with yourself, with the earth, with each other, with the people around you. When everyone is doing something in unison and breathing in and breathing out and feeling grounded with the earth and having a group experience, That's actually kind of spiritual in my opinion. So anyway, I'll just read this off. Inner worlds, higher powers, values, morals, rituals, meditation, tantra, attunement. So tantra, I think tantra is, well, they have tantric sex, but I think it's like sex without actual penetration. I'm not really sure really what tantra is. Um, But I'm going to group this one to apply to myself. So I think yoga. I think yoga could be a very spiritual thing to do with each other. Um, I think they even have hot yoga, which I'm not really sure what that's all about. But that would be experiential. That sounds fun. Anyway, um, moving along to another subject, which I'm not sure what it will be, but it's going to be something. 
Okay, so I'm just going to do a little summary areas of intimacy that require intentional effort. This is the one where it has four things. Um, emotional feeling, safe to take off that mask. Because let's face it, in society, we all wear a mask, don't we? Not the creepy mask that narcissists wear, but I'm talking about we always have that face, you know, that game face. Validating each other's experiences, feeling accepted and valued and adored, consistency in showing up for our for the needs of each other, and safety to confide in each other to share your feelings. Very important. Okay, sexual. Focus on pleasure over performance. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, let's not even go there. Okay, safety to express desires and fantasies. You should be able to express your fantasies without judgment. Because they're fantasies. You're allowed to go anywhere you want to go. All right, willingness to experiment. How boring if you had a partner where they weren't willing to experiment. Holy shit. Okay, spending more time in foreplay. I think people, as relationships go on, they're just so focused on the deed when you could take all day to build each other up anyway putting in efforts to spice things up be the one who fosters unique (laughs) unique experiences um life is about variety life is about experiences and how boring to have things the same way all the fucking time be the fun one anyway intellectual safety to have different opinions challenge each other to evolve evolve yes evolve teaching each other new things engaging in thoughtful conversations learning something new together all right and then experiential stepping outside of your comfort zone traveling to a new place engaging in novel and unique experiences i have a picture in my pinterest board where there's a couple jumping off They're jumping off a dock and they're going to skinny dip. That is a novel and unique experience that they're doing together. And they're holding hands, jumping into the water naked. Hey, I'm all for it. Taking turns, picking out a new restaurant. I have never been to a restaurant that serves uh, Indian food. I don't know if I've ever tried Indian food. I would love to try it. So maybe that'll be on my bucket list. And then going to a different a local adventure, exploring your state. Lots of things to do in Minnesota. So that's just like a little synopsis. You can find this on our hopeful hearts. Could have gone a completely different way with this episode. I could have focused on hot things you could do, boudoir pictures. <laughs> but it is my belief that you cannot have that type of relationship with somebody unless you get the basics down. And the basics basically is everything that I just talked about. You got to get those basics down. If you don't have those, you will, it will fail. I believe that 100%. Because, or it'll fizzle. And that's failing, basically. 
Um, I'm very strong in my opinions and I will make no apologies for that. So there you go. Um, I think at least my, my kids basically remind me that I'm very strong in my opinions. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to end it there. I would love to know what your favorite romance book is and what your favorite romance movie is. If you want to list a couple, that'd be great. If you're a Spotify listener, don't be shy. I would love some interaction. And uh, yeah, I don't think I've had one person interact on the Spotify thing. So, I mean, I always see that people are downloading my episodes. That's not a lot of people, but I tell you, you're an important 15 on average. I get about 10 to 15 lessons. And you know what? You're important to me. You keep me going. On my Pinterest board, go on to, let's see, Lyrical Act ACT. Go on to Pinterest. Lyrical ACT. You can find it under Valentine's Day. So if you go to my page, it's in, let me go back here. It's, um, so I have two sections where it says created and saved. If you look at created, you won't find it. If you look at saved, you will. And you can see all my boards for stuff. Um, I did. <laughs> so I um, I pinned a bunch of candles. Actually, there's two candles in here that my sister and I have created. One, it's called Your Kiss. I'm going to pull it up here. I'm going to read it off. This is what we wrote. When our eyes met for the first time, I felt drawn to you. But it was your kiss that completely captivated me. And it smells like cocoa, peppermint, and vanilla. It's a wonderful, wonderful candle. And then the other candle we created was Sweetest Friend. You are loving, supportive, and so kind. Such a treasure to behold. This one literally smells like conversation hearts, like that candy kind of smell. Anyway, um, there's another candle that I pinned. It's not my candle, but it makes me laugh. And it has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. But... I put it on there anyway because, you know, I want people to think I'm crazy. <laughs> what the fuck is this girl thinking? Okay. Um, it says, calm your tits, Karen. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Calm your tits, Karen. Yeah. Sometimes I want to say that to people. Calm your tits. Um, at least I can laugh at myself, right? Okay, this is my outro. Hope you learned a few things about how to improve your own relationship. And uh, basically, it comes down to putting energy into things. And if you really do care about some someone or something like your relationship, you will put the effort in. You'll find a way. Have a great day. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, and I completely forgot. So uh, as many of you know, I'm going a year without anything. May I suggest, <laughs> may I suggest um, Welch's Sparkling Rosé. It's wonderful. It tastes amazing. You can buy it at Target, put it in a wine glass. Boom, you're welcome. Um, there's other mocktails you can do, but... I think Welch's really knows what they're doing. You could buy like the de-alcoholized uh, wine and that's fine. I am on the search for one that I really like. Um, I can't stand the red, the deep, deep red ones because it doesn't have that 
real tannin experience I'm looking for. I think I could probably handle some of the ones that are more like um, the lighter sparkly kind because it it's more uh, representative of actual rosé wine. But I tell you, Welch's, they know what they're doing and uh, it's just as fun. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for the year to come. All right, have a good one. Good morning, everyone. This is Sally Moon. Thank you for joining me. Oh, I forgot to do my outro. I mean, my <laughs> fucking forgot to do my intro. <laughs>